at Indian Island Church. It's May the 28th. Here in the evening, we're coming to you with our continual uh, teaching and exhortation on the subject of uh, God's protection uh, in the evil day. And we begin to talk about how many times in the scriptures, Jesus himself, many others inspired to uh, write scripture, uh, talked about the day. Uh, some translations say evil day. You know, it really depends on what side that you're on. Uh, you know, the day, the, the rapture of the church, and of course, seven years later, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, being on the right side of that is not evil. That's, that's, a, that's a great day for us as believers, uh, of course, for the world and for those uh, who can be compromised in their faith, it's going to be an evil day. Uh, but then we also begin to talk about uh, the day or the evil day in which evil comes into our life. And I, I believe uh, everything that has happened in the past uh, six to eight weeks is evil. I do not see anything uh, redeeming about it. I do not see uh, uh, this is, you know, some act of God. Uh, I believe this is an act of evil. The Bible says it's the thief that comes not but uh, for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that I've come in that you might have life and have it in abundance. And I believe we as God's people, we as God's children, really need more than anything else to pay attention to the day and hour in which we live. Everything that we're teaching here in the church is conducive to that. And that we also make a decision to move forward in our participation in the things of God, in prayer, in the Word, at church. I believe it's imperative that we pray as a, as a church, especially over the upcoming election, the affairs of our nation. Listen, this could deter, determine whether or not uh, we remain a church. Uh, you say, well, what do you mean by that? Literally, there are forces uh, that are in the earth right now uh, that are taking places of preeminence that if they possibly could, they would shut down the churches. Listen, the, uh, the, very, uh, uh, the very manifestation of church shutdown in the past six or eight weeks in compared to what did not shut down. Abortion clinics did not shut down. Liquor stores did not shut down. In the states where it's legal, the marijuana uh, dispensaries did not shut down. Uh, the pornographic industry did not shut down. Uh, there is so much that's so evil that had no shutdown, no delays, nothing whatsoever. But much of what was righteous was shut down. So that ought to give us an idea or an indication of what's going on. We are living as a church in an evil day. Now, because of that, if anything happens to you, you get a bad doctor's report, you lose your job, you have a downturn in your business, then the evil day can be exacerbated. That's why we're teaching on protection in that day or protection in the evil day. You know, uh, we moved to Galveston in 1973. I'd been, a, I'd been a cowboy, for lack of a better definition. I, I worked on ranches. I rodeoed in rodeos. And when I came here, uh, I got fascinated with the ocean. I loved to fish. I learned how to surf and actually have surfed for, oh, coming up on about 48 years now that I've actually, not only here on the coast of Texas, but uh, uh, all over the world where I could go. Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Mexico, California, Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii 22 different times. Now, all of those trips that we, uh, uh, we uh, had meetings and great crusades and revival meetings, we also went surfing. Now, I learned <laughs> once I got a little older uh, that you had to apply sunscreen, especially you get down into the tropical latitudes where you're closer to the sun, especially Nicaragua, uh, into Hawaii, places like that. Uh, you have to put sunscreen on. There's a certain type that we use, but it says this 
on the sunscreen bottle or on the sunscreen tube that we use, it says apply frequently, uh, which means, you know, you just can't put one, one, uh, one application on and think it's going to last you all day. Literally one of them, one of the different products we use says apply every two to three hours. And that is because there is a, uh, a deterioration of the product as you put it on your sun, uh, on your skin, you go into the salt water, uh, the, uh, the water itself, the wind that's blowing, everything deteriorates the effect of that initial application. Well, I'd like to say the same thing about, a word, about the Word of God and about the protection of the Word of God is it must be applied frequently. I believe every day. Uh, uh, every day I have a, uh, the confessions that I make of protection, of safety, of, uh, of the blessing of God over my life. I believe it is imperative, even in these days, that we make that application of faith, uh, that, we, that, we, uh, uh, that we make sure that the Word of God is that number one layer of protection. You know, they're talking about layers of protection, uh, you know, washing your hands ever so many uh, minutes or hours, wearing this mask, doing all these types of things. And if you do that, these layers of protection are going to protect you. Well, listen, I, I don't have any faith in the world system. I don't have any faith in what they're telling me. My faith is in the Word of God for protection. One reason is experience. For years in our life, many times we have been uh, on assignment by God in nations which were, there was disease, there was war, there was all types of things that were going on uh, that were detrimental to our health, uh, detrimental to our lives. But God's protection that we believed in our heart, that we confessed with our mouth, covered us in righteousness, and we went through those things unscathed, totally unscathed. And when there was attacks, that would come back upon our lives because of that type of attitude. It is amazing how quickly God delivered us out of that and brought us into the place of his provision. A couple of scriptures, then we're going to get into a kind of a, not an exhaustive study, but a study of Psalms 91, where we can begin to see the covering of God and its application on our life. A couple of scriptures before that, though. Ephesians 4.27, it says, Neither give place to the devil. Don't give evil a place. I like one translation. It says, don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to, to manipulate you. You know, I've never seen more fear in the body of Christ. I'm not talking about out in the world. I'm talking about in the body of Christ, where people are fearful to come to church. Now, they're fearful not to apply these layers of protection that the, that the world says. And listen, if that's your conviction to wear a mask and wash your hands, do not, that's between you and God. But you've got to understand, God has already built into your salvation package a protection beyond the protection of this world. And I believe it honors God. When you make a decision, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. In all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge Him. Now listen, people would say, well, Pastor, isn't it better just to, okay, I'm going to take the protection of God, and I'm going to take the protection of the Word, and I'm going to speak it, but I'm also going to take, do what, the, what the, medic, the doctors are telling me to do. I'm doing what the, uh, what, you know, what the government's telling me to do. I'm wearing my mask. I'm washing my hands. I'm saying this. That's all fine. That's all well and good. You can do that unless unless you're doing it in fear. Is there a fear in you? 
Are you saying I'm doing this because I'm afraid I'm going to get a virus? Are you saying I'm doing this because I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get something? You can't do that in fear. You can't have fear and faith living together, faith living in your heart, fear living in your mind, and expect that faith is going to dominate you. It's not. The fear is going to rise up and dominate you. And the reason we're teaching on this and also bringing you into remembrance how God has protected us as a church over the years that we've been a church is to help you understand that what if they go to greater levels than that? Where they totally manipulate society to where you're totally shut down, locked down. I mean, about the only freedom you have anymore is to breathe. What are you going to do then? Well, you're going to have to trust God with all of your heart. So don't give any place to the devil. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, the Word does not teach us how to defeat the devil. It shows us how Jesus has already defeated the devil. And then in knowing that Jesus has defeated the devil, we take that information, we take that inspiration and that power, and we demonstrate the defeat of Satan in our lives. I believe that this time in the body of Christ is one of the greatest opportunities for us to defeat all of the wiles, all of the traps of the devil. You know, I've said it for years. I, I trust you've heard uh, me saying this because it's a deep conviction in my spirit that in the last of the last days, we're going to live in a time in which prosperity is so hard to get a hold of, but there'll be prosperity in the church. We're going to live in a time when sickness and disease are rampant and they're manipulating the entire world. I've said that for years. They're doing that right now. In the midst of it, there has to be a light in the darkness. There has to be those that say, no, we're going to trust the Lord. God has brought us into this. God will bring us out of that. And I'm not talking about the situation or circumstance. I talk about God bringing us into his family. Why would God bring us into his family? And protect, the, and, and protect all that are in heaven, uh, protect all the saints, protect, use the angel, and leave his family on the earth unprotected. He has not done that. He has not left the family on the earth unprotected. He has provided a protection for us so sound, so secure, that no matter what goes on on this earth and what they try to call it, God will protect you so that your light may shine and you might be salt upon the earth. I read an illustration the other day about how in the Hebrew tradition, when they would create their, their candles uh, in order you know, to put in their homes, to light their homes, this is back before electricity and all this, back in ancient times, that they would actually take the wicks of the candle and rub salt into them. And by rubbing salt into the wicks of the candles, and then they would take the wax and wrap it, wrap it around however they dip it or do that. But by, 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 by taking and, and infusing the wicks with salt, it would make the light grow brighter. If you wanted a brighter light, you'd get one of those candles that had salt in it. <laughs> Man, what an illustration of the believer. To be the light of God, to be the salt of God, and where God takes the salt of His revelation and the salt of the Word of God, places it in your life, lights you on fire in the midst of the darkest times. Against the backdrop of it, you are protected, you are safe, and your light is shining brighter than ever. Listen, church, we need to be a voice, we need to be a light, not, not for an agenda, not for conspiracy theories, not for the government, not for medicine. We need to be a voice of righteousness in the earth. And in so doing, we're going to have to blaze our path. We're going to have to go right down the middle of it. We're going to have to hear from God 
and stay in obedience to what God is telling us. We'll be back tomorrow night and we'll continue this teaching. Be sure and come to service this weekend. We love you and Island Church is a safe place to come to church. God bless you. See you tomorrow night.